2: It's Heather here with Hump Days with Heather. I have an awesome guest for y'all today. I hope y'all are having a marvelous day in this beautiful, sunny, hot-ass damn weather. So why don't my special guest introduce yourself, sir?
3: Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm Jimmy Reed from Rock Solid. I'm in California, and it is hot here. I'm in in Los Angeles, and it's currently 88 degrees. Um, So yeah, I feel you.
2: I don't want to hear that. It's 100 degrees here today.
3: Oh my So, okay.
2: before we get started, I do have to ask I'm yes. sure not a lot of people know, but I found out today by doing my research on you that you have a nice, lovely, lovely person that everybody knows by the name of Fred Flintstone. <laughs>
3: I do well. I did.
2: <laughs> we did. Okay, we did. so passing. Passing. Yes. Yeah, so
3: my grandfather, my dad's dad, is or was Alan Reed, and he was an actor, a uh, longtime uh, bit part actor, and he had a couple of pretty significant roles in his acting career. He was in uh, *Viva Zapata*. He was in um, uh, *Oh, I forgot the*. Well, he's been in a bunch of stuff, anyway. But he did, in fact, uh, create coined the term yabba dabba and he was the voice of Fred Blenstone.
2: That's amazing. That's so cool to find out interesting things about people in our industry. And your mom was an accomplished artist. She was amazing. Still is, yeah. She's very
3: involved with with her uh, watercoloring now. She's done oil painting for years and years, and, well, I wouldn't say lately. I'd say the last 25 or so years has been more and more into uh, watercolors. But, yeah, she has shows all the time, and she's pretty good.
2: (laughs) So is that where you got your artistic touch from?
3: I would say, yeah. I mean, my dad is is a pure businessman, and I, I don't know that I followed in the footsteps as well as as he is um, kind of defined. But I think that a little bit of my business sense comes from him, and definitely I, I give all the credit to my mom for anything that's considered artistic that I may I may spew out.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. And nice little tidbit I found out about you is you were in a punk band and you toured Europe.
3: Oh, well, you know, there are many different lives that we all have. (laughs) Yeah, I've been a musician um, for pretty much all my life, probably for as long as I've been in in this crazy Thailand industry. Um, Yeah, so I started playing guitar when I was really young, Um, learned initially from my uncle rock uh, and also learned to surf and was inspired and mentored by him in music and surfing. Uh, until pretty much until his last days. Um, So yeah, I played music, traveled the world, always have played and listened to music. And
2: yes. Living your best life. Living your best life. Well, I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) So Jimmy, what I wanted to invite you onto the show for is to talk about your awesome artistic style of tile. So what I want to go over today is just learn how the proper application of tile, whether it be the fancy smancy one by ones, the fancy smancy six by sixes, incandescent, glass, ceramic, porcelain. Talk about the different applications for those. Talk about how it is important to do the back of the tile. I'm trying not to give away a bunch of stuff, right? So you can, but how important it is to do the back of the tile, the difference mm-hmm. in thin set grout, mixing ratios, that sort of things. <sighs>
3: All in one answer. <laughs> that All was in a lot. Fifty there. million yeah. answers.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: Did you say incandescent? Do you do you mean yeah. uh, iridescent or translucent? Iridescent, sorry, iridescent. Okay. Yep. 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 Incandescent. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, well, iridescent. Number one, the the process of of applying iridescent at the manufacturer, whoever's making the tile, that varies. As far as I know, I'm no expert on manufacturing or making tile, but I know that the quality of the iridescent that is applied to the surface of, of the, especially glass tile, is pretty critical. So I know that um, uh, Oceanside has a, a pretty solid um, process in the way that they apply their iridescent. Uh, Bazaza and cheese also both as well, um, and many other companies, I'm sure. Um, so, but uh, as far as, and I just say that because we were talking about the incandescent versus iridescent (laughs) yeah so um i guess starting with the um installation of tile and what our wallet what all is entailed in our preparation uh the we generally get on a on a typical project we generally get a either a new uh shotcrete or gunite shell or a newly stripped uh if it's a remodel, so an existing pool that's getting resurfaced, say. Um, so from that point, we do a uh, thorough cleaning um, uh, occasionally and often when possible, we'll apply another, uh, an initial um, penetrating type of concrete sealer. And our preferred uh, product is Acuron CPSV. Uh, I've worked with them and, and applied their material for probably 15 years now. And uh, it's pretty inexpensive insurance the way I look at it. And uh, right. very easy to apply, easy to access. Uh, from that point, we uh, put a bond coat for our mortar bed, apply a scratch coat, apply a, a what's called uh, often a brown coat on top of the scratch coat, which is our rendered coat um, of mortar that is measured and calculated and shaped. And basically it's a sculpture of what we want the final uh, surfaces to look like as far as shape and, and flow and so forth. So once all of that's done, then we start. once we start installing, well, we do it uh, also, sorry, I'll back up a little. We do, in, in addition to that, we'll do a waterproof membrane. We install our material onto a waterproof membrane directly. So um, I was going to say that once all the rendering and the float is completed, the f- tile really kind of flies up. Um, it goes pretty quickly, the actual installation of the material itself. Most of our work is in our preparation, in our layouts, in our um, just just making the environment and the surface and the, the uh, shape of what we're applying to perfect before we install the material.
2: So tell the users about, or not users, but listeners, how important it is for the preparation to go down before that tile is laid. What issues do you arise from that? What happens? How long does it last? What happens when that doesn't get prepped right?
3: The importance of that is 100%. I mean, you can't, we, we would never, and I would not ever recommend anybody do any type of installation in a pool, especially in the Installations uh, that we do and th- that pools require. Uh, kitchens and bathrooms and interiors are a little less, uh, uh, I wouldn't say less specific. We've done plenty of interiors and used to only do interiors and uh, pretty intense uh, projects that were very detailed, but uh, it's not as libelous, meaning if you have a leak in a pool or you have delamination in a pool that could amount to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in possible damage and at least repairs as opposed to a kitchen, let's say, maybe you have some discolored tiles, pretty easy deal to fix. Um, So preparation is key. Preparation is absolutely very imperative. I mean, you cannot get away with not doing the most preparation possible we don't anyway.
2: exactly yeah so let's talk about that preparation so whenever you have that preparation a lot of people don't know that when you install a tile there's actually a setting period that you have to let it cure just like concrete does so let's talk sure. about that
3: um okay well it, that would depend on what type of installation system you're using uh, we've been lately using a um polyurethane hybrid epoxy insulation system. So that cuts down, being that it's not cementitious in any way, it cuts down hugely on our cure times. So we can literally fill a pool uh, the following week after we're done grouting. As opposed to cementitious material, I would not consider putting a hose in a pool uh, three or four weeks, at least three or four weeks before the uh, last bit of grout is uh, what cleaned up. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so and that is cure. Yeah.
3: Uh, that is yeah. very important, and it's also it important in the concrete of the shell itself. Also, um, although a lot of times people will say, "Well, the, the shell does have to cure for thirty days before you can, before we can go in it, or a tile it can go in and do their material, their tile." But that's not necessarily true because when we go in as a crew on a on a fresh, we'll say a green shell, uh, we're applying a that Acuron and that helps not only seal it, but that helps accelerate the curing process, number one. But even without that, um, what we're doing is not putting loads of stress on that shell. So we're dealing with a, maybe, maybe a thousand or a couple thousand pounds at the most spread out over the entire uh, surface of the pool while it's curing. So it's not like we take a brand new shell and fill it with water right away where you have you know, hundreds of thousands of gallons or or, uh, pounds of water in the shell. So we can start working in the shell before the the shell itself is technically cured, but we don't want to seal it up before the concrete of the shell is cured. We don't want to fill the pool before any of our material and or the shell is cured as well. So if you're using a cementitious system to install the tile, definitely want to uh, check with the manufacturer specifically what they recommend for specific submerged applications. Generally, it's going to be between uh, 21 and 28 days now.
2: Yeah. And you also want to look at like the grout that doesn't have a lot of Portland or has no Portland and no epoxy mixed into that because both of that Portland and epoxy, that causes discoloration. It can weaken the presence of that pool chemistry. Um, there's a lot of issues. There's, that all, kind, yeah. that. there's so all kinds just,
3: of stuff that can happen just from the grout, yeah. you know, depending yeah. on the water quality also. People... Even to this day, people forget about or don't consider the water itself as that important, the quality of the water. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it critical, the, the quality of the water. Because if there's something, especially on a cementitious material uh, insulation, if there's anything that that water is lacking, it's going to suck it out of the grout and or thinset or wherever it can find it, if any of it is there. So that's where you see a lot of damage to cementitious installations is from poor water quality not ne- not necessarily a bad installation.
2: Yeah, it's just the water quality and I argue with clients like that all day all the time. I'm like, "You understand, like discoloration, we installed one and it discolored as it was even filling, you mm-hmm. know, from the water because the fill water was hard."
3: Right, and super hard, quality, it sounds
2: like. Yeah, and it was started discoloring like out of the water was not because we use gray on all of ours unless it's a, you know, it's a white tile but gray goes across the board so it's less dirty looking Mm -hmm. and in the water level it's like looks almost black right and then you've got that light gray up top because obviously it's wet first off and then too all that water hardness makes issues for the discoloration of that
3: yes and i've
2: i've walked across tile joints too where people they don't maintain a minimum of eighth inch grout joint between that tile to allow for that movement Mm -hmm. so let's so let's talk about that grout joints how important that is what the what the purpose of that is. So let's elaborate on that for the listeners. Well,
3: yeah, obviously the joint itself is there to, well, first of all, there's a size of tile. So you don't want to butt the piece up next to another piece because number one movement, of course, number two, anything that you do want to to, you do want to grout with to fill that void, you will not be able to get into the joint. You want a solid joint without air. So, um, yeah, consistent grout joints are – well, I shouldn't say consistent because some people will look at a more of a handmade-looking tile and not realize sometimes that that's the beauty of the material. That's the reason for it. So consistent grout joints aren't really that critical to me, but what is critical is that the grout joint is there and it's filled to capacity with the proper grouting material.
2: Yes, I can tell you. Like, we're doing one right now, this individual. Um, We built his pool, and this is not the pool I'm working on right now. My pool is all in good shape right now. So (laughs) So we built his pool, and he's an investor, so he has multiple properties. Well, his property management and I got into it because his property management guy thought he knew everything from his ass to his hole in the ground with swimming pools. And I'm not the one that's going to sit here and argue with you and play whose D is bigger than whose because I don't have time (laughs) for that, right? So... Needless to say, he ended up firing his property manager and he finally called me back to work on this pool that he hired a company that the property manager gave him. And I go out there. The plaster was just done about seven months ago. It's already cracking. It's standard white. The tile, instead of taking the six by six tile, they cut this tile into like five and a quarter by like four and whatever weird number. I forgot the measurements. So I'm having to deal with that. And he doesn't want to replace the tile. I'm having to remove all of the... Plastery just put on i'm having to do the coping and then this tile that's there i'm just like when i remove the coping the back of the beam they didn't even put the correct backing on it it's not waterproofed it's not it's so bad so let's talk about the the importance of that beam of the pool during the remodel what are the biggest things that you see during the remodel side not necessarily build side but the remodel side
3: as far as the top of the bond beam?
2: Yes. Okay.
3: So normally we see a lot of damage to the top of the bond beam, especially if the coping has been removed as well. So obviously uh, there needs to be a significant amount of repair done to that top of the bond beam. And generally the coping crews are not going to really take time to do that. They're going to throw mud down and set their pieces of stone uh, as pretty much as quickly as possible. So, and it does have to do with our surface as well, because the being at, at the top of the bond beam, that's basically where our tile goes up to, sometimes slightly beyond if it's floated up at all. So it's pretty important for us to have that just as sound as the bottom of the pool or you know the walls or the steps. So we will definitely go in there and, um, and just detail that entire edge out.
2: Agreeable, because I hate that. My, I'm having to do that right now to be able yeah. to fix this tile. My tile guy is like Heather. All These damn things you're doing, I'm like I'm sorry, it's got to be done right, but <laughs> nonetheless, we just had Rudy and Andrea join us, so let me. Yes. Andrea has a question, she just pinged me now that she's in here. So, Andrea, ask away, my dear.
1: Hey, how's it going? I hey, just wanted to say hi, and um, you, you do some beautiful work, so I've I follow you on Facebook and Instagram, so oh, thank uh, you.
3: Well, I follow yeah, you too. I'm watching your pools all the time and you keep oh, awesome. them, I gotta say, you keep them ah. pristine and I love your interaction and your comments and just your, just your being out there is awesome.
1: Oh my goodness, thank you. I'm I'm fangirling right now. Like yeah. I said, if you ever want me to come brush <laughs> the pool for you, I will. Come
3: brush my pool. So, wait, wait. <laughs> I would <laughs> love to.
2: Wait, there <laughs> has to
1: be a pin drop in the pool for her to brush it. <laughs> That's right. I'll drop the pen and then mm-hmm. I'll brush the pool. Okay. Uh, my question is because I, I just want to go back to something you said earlier about how you said the tile pretty much goes up um pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. um I've i I've seen some of the corners of the pools that you post. So I just Uh, want to know how long does that take in comparison to the rest of the tile in the pool?
3: Well, those areas, the detail areas, they definitely take a long time. They can take anywhere from uh, several hours to several days, just depending on what it is and how involved it is and who's doing it. We have um, my main guys that have been long-term employees pretty much know exactly what needs to be done, but we're also always teaching guys how to do it. Um, so it it takes, but it's a significant amount of time. And going back to yeah. that, the generally, I mean, at least the field material will go up pretty quick.
1: That's cool. I, yeah, I, the I details. I see that you, see that you get in the time. pools and do it yourself. So um, I think
3: that's a lot cool of times too. But okay. I'll either do it myself or I'll help my guys do it. Um, I'm I would not consider myself a hands on. Uh, installer anymore. Um, I mean, I have too many guys to run and too many jobs to run. And also, I'm getting old, man. I don't want to be on my knees doing this <laughs> stuff to, you know, physically You're too not much. you that old. Hey, I'm 60 you years old. Okay. You put your time in. <laughs> I put my time in. Um, but like I said earlier, my guys know exactly what needs to be done. They know what I want. They know what I have taught them to do. And, and they're agreeable and just really just as excited as I am when they complete one of these awesome details. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think so. I really love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It <Seems> like, yeah, like <laughs> you can tell in your work for sure. So. <laughs> yes. If you don't follow Jimmy, go on Rock, so- Rock Solid Tile on Instagram and Facebook. And um, I just Bang. scroll through it and I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's oh, so cool. cool.
3: And if you're <laughs> only so listening
0: amazing. to the audio version of this, you cannot see Andrea's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> and giggling. Oh, no, I know. I know. As She's she like, talks
2: yeah. I can you. see And
3: I appreciate
0: it <laughs> I'm just following along In this story Of this This incredible story So far That's unfolding Where we've gone from Slate rock and gravel In Was it bedrock Where Fred Flintstone was To the <laughs> yeah. punk music scene Across Europe And I was trying to Google really quick I can't I haven't found the name Of the band yet So if you want to share that That's That would be Oh cool. that's alright <laughs> Okay We'll get to that We're gonna that keep time. There we'll may. keep that part a mystery. There are a
3: lot of bands, but...
2: <laughs> so,
0: I'll get it from Heather later. But <laughs> yeah, I've
2: got a lot more on Jimmy about how he's country. He likes his steak. I mean, I can keep going. I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass him too much. I always do my research I'm, on my I'm guests, lushing. so always. Heather luckily Heather you don't does have her the homework.
0: Camera. <laughs> Jimmy, is there an area of the country where you're seeing larger growth in tile all of a sudden?
3: You mean tile pools? Swimming pools, or just the entire tiled
0: pool tiled?
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, well, naturally, here in Southern California and Hawaii, those areas are always trying to kind of keep up with with the trends and what's happening and what's what's available. Um, and just as I go east, or as I see east, um, we have a lot of work and projects in Arizona and Nevada and Texas, and and going. Out that way, the farther east we go, the less uh, projects that I see. Although I, I do get plans occasionally from you know as far east as New Jersey, um, there are a couple of other installers um, over on the south and east side that can handle uh, the jobs as well. So um, I know that they're seeing an uptick in work, and I'm certainly seeing it uh, here and throughout the uh, at least through the Midwest, not so much to the northern. States just because of the, I suppose, because of the temperatures, I don't know.
2: So Uh, I know here when I offer full tile pools, I have never done one because nobody wants to deal with the cost, right? Even though I'm going over how pretty it is and I show them pictures and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So what is your average cost to do a standard pool? pool Well,
3: there is not a standard pool. And I would not be telling you the cost anyway <laughs> if there was. But I mean, really, there is no standard pool. We're, we're, I'm sp- doing a project now in, uh, in uh, Arizona that's a 12 by, I think, 27 foot, four and a half feet deep rectangle pool with a tiny little entry. No spa, no infinity edge or anything. It's just a very simple, um, like a lap pool almost. So right. that's a pretty small project. And then we have these giant, you know, 20,000, 30,000 square foot water features that are infinity edges everywhere. And it the, the range between the two is immense. I mean, it just, there's, there is no general pool or usual style of pool.
0: This is definitely definitely more popular to have all tile pools over in Europe than it is in the US but we're getting there but for the folks that don't know it's more than just being pretty i mean it's more than just the aesthetics these sure
3: and i mean the maintenance on a uh, an all tile pool especially if it's an epoxy installation is it's is yes critical but i would imagine um, easier to deal with just because the surfaces the surface isn't fighting the water.
1: Yeah, I actually did take care of a, um, it was pretty big. I think it was somewhere around uh, 70,000 gallons. It was a residential pool down in Palm Beach and it was all one inch tiles, the pool, the spa. Um, and it was, you know, I don't get to see those very often, but just the way that it looked, uh, just the way that the water looked because they picked this really nice blue one. Um, it just gave it that extra sparkle, but just to actually brush it and like, I, you know, going back to, that, I would love to brush one of you but it's just so much easier. It doesn't like, you don't have to fight. I mean, you do have to be careful of the grout lines, obviously, but there's just so much less of a chance for, you know, like you get pitting and etching in the plaster pools. Um, that's not a thing with the tile pools unless you really do something awful, but um, yeah, just the The maintenance part of it um just the in the in the small amount of time that I got to take care of one, it was definitely a lot a lot easier on the back on the brush and everything so
0: <laughs> these tile pools though the investment in in the surface they're relatively and i hate to say indestructible, but in comparison
3: um if if they're installed properly and maintained properly, they should not be any tiles coming off there shouldn't be there inevitably are though even you know we i deal with pop tiles often and we go and take care of them it. it's just you so can't how do you really... take
2: care of those what do you do to put those back on when the water is in there
3: uh it depends if it's just uh, one or two pieces we have uh we have a product that we use yeah but have a doozy mama even the homeowners, you know, if they're rough with the, with the, and, and usually the pieces that are needing attention are on the edges, on the transition edges, on infinity edges or stair or bench, uh, you know, leading corners and so forth.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about preventing calcium buildup on tile. So there's been a lot of issues on that going around in the pool groups and about how to prevent that. Obviously, we've got hard water, especially here in Texas, and I know Florida does as well. What's the best thing that you use to be able to help prevent and inhibit the bond of calcium deposits on tile?
3: Okay. So first of all, we, as I mentioned earlier in our insulation process, we've been using a polyurethane epoxy hybrid insulation system. Uh, And that... That virtually eliminates any type of buildup because there's nothing in it that the water may want to suck out of it, and I'm talking about all tile pools, not necessarily a plaster pool. So in a plaster pool, though, we do have a plaster pool now. Um, it's called. I think the the installed surface was wet edge, um, but we did a significant amount of tile, and uh, you know, entire spa and the spill for the spa, a raised wall, um, water line, and lounge and treads and so forth. So there was pretty much tile, but basically the bottom of the pool and the walls were uh, a wet edge plaster type product. And they're still getting white deposits at the water line. So that, back to Andrea's uh, scope of work, that is directly related to what's in the water and how the water is deficient and trying to get what it wants from the surface. Um, I don't know in this case if they're ever going to be satisfied, if they're ever going to be able to get rid of that. But as far as maintenance of that issue, I would turn to Andrea and people like Andrea. It's just we install it. I do not do maintenance, and I really don't. I'm no expert on on water like Andrea is and other people.
2: Yes, so there's a – there's a couple of products that I use. So one is the one that Andrea actually referred to me. It's the Jack's Magic product, and there's another one that Ocean Care has that's Glass and Tile Shield. Both. Of I know about
3: are- Oceanside's Ocean Care, and that from what I hear, and with my limited experience, it's been pretty effective.
2: Yeah, I li- I like it. Those are the two that I use because you've got a difference, you know, between that that scum and you know grum line mm-hmm. that ocean care works really great they they have like an all purpose cleaner and degreaser for that
3: mm-hmm. that i
2: that i love that works really well and then the jacks magic product works really well as well for both of those to help reduce that calcium deposit in the scum i think so let me right interdu- let me interrupt you heather
1: I, I got to interrupt you because mm-hmm. you got to be specific on the Jax Jack's products magic. now. What the hell? Because if you That's buy true. the yellow one, she gets a if you buy the yellow one, she gets the warning. Yes, I'm sorry because she was going about to move on to something else. Heather. I was. What? <laughs> what, <the> what? <laughs> funk. <laughs> hey, listen, Rudy's just mad because. I I just interrupt him with just whatever. Just my, my ADHD takes on and I just explode with questions. I, anyway. I thought I you had ha-
2: a bottle because I just did it yesterday, but it, I chunked it. I chunked it. Well, so you there's a difference
1: it. with the <laughs> jacks. There's the green label and the yellow and the label. Yellow. If you want power blue. Right. The green label is for the calcium, but that's more for like the mounded calcium, like the efflorescence. Um not what Jimmy was talking about a second ago when you have that white film that's right at the water line jacks yes. jacks will i mean you got to be it, it, it will Persistent. it will take care of it sometimes but what jimmy was talking about is more of a water chemistry issue mm-hmm. where if you have imbalanced calcium or your lsi is off or whatever you'll see that um and you can like touch it and like yeah. write in it almost and it Comes back and you scrub it away and it comes back. That's the water chemistry issue with what you're talking about, Heather, for the with the Jax magic. That's more for that, like what you see on the rock walls and like on mm-hmm. the water features on the sides of spa spillovers and stuff like that. That's where you want that Jax because that the Jax will attack that, like I said, the mounded calcium. Yep. But there's you know, that's, so, that's my input. <laughs>
3: speaking to that, um, it uh, to me, that seems like it would be a lack of quality maintenance because that mounting shouldn't ever be allowed to happen. in my opinion. Um, so do you agree with that, Andrea?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's been,
3: at least around your, your your work area. Yeah. If you have a job where the water is. Yeah. Where the water is.
1: Yeah. It's, it's mostly been my experience where it's just been a poor, um, and I, you know, I wasn't there for the build, so I'm not sure. I just know that it's, it's more in like the rock areas. And like mm-hmm. I said, the spillovers. So that's where it kind of accumulates. Um, so
3: um, I want to also go back a little bit and is what, and be clear that what we're talking about here is purely waterline areas. And like what Andrew was just talking about areas Correct. that get wet and dry um, often. So below the surface of the water, there should be no buildup of any kind on any surface, whether it's plaster or not. But specifically and especially in our glass tile pools, there is not any buildup whatsoever. So we're adamant about recommending high quality maintenance throughout um, throughout the life of the pool after we're gone, and that you know that the maintenance is usually two or three times a week. I mean, there uh, I'm talking about larger pools, obviously. Right. But, right. Um, but these are also, you know, you can use, there's many analogies you can use using a car as a simple analogy. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to have your, you know, your brand new Lamborghini service at the local gas station once a year. You're going to make sure that it's maintained and you're going to have a detailed weekly or biweekly, whatever. And you're going to have, you're going to take care of it, you know, uh, detail you're going to keep 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 it up to um, just keeping good condition and I look at the pools the same way it's not a small little placer uh, production pool that we work on so right there the maintenance on those is different. That's it.
2: Totally. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He's like, I've done, I'm done. <laughs> I, I kind of got
3: away. I was listening to myself too. That's this problem with headphones for me because I don't do that often with headphones. So uh-huh. I'm hearing myself. I'm going, oh, shut up. A part of me is talking. The other side of my head is going, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so we're, we're used to I, that I'm though. Done. We like yeah.
1: it. <laughs> yeah, <you're fine. laughs> We can edit out anything. So Your <laughs> yeah. jobs are beautiful
0: and they do lean more toward art. Are yeah. you looking? Am I look- I've are seen his looking? jobs before.
1: Did you look at it? Yeah. Okay. She's like, I wasn't. It now. I wasn't hey, sure. I wasn't sure if you'd step, seen if you step followed off fangirl on Facebook. So, <laughs> man, man, girl. I know. So I know Rudy's but, a little bit on the boomer side.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, All right, millennial. That. Child,
1: he's gonna kick me off,
0: yeah. So, anyway, so we are looking yeah. for a new host for Fridays, new co host for Friday podcast.
1: Uh, it's
0: gonna be the Rudy Sugar and Never. Whomever show. And, but right Whoever. now, but you know, obviously, this work is inspirational and people see this, it's beautiful, and cool. There are going to be a lot of folks, and I'm sure there have been along the way, who want to get into. Doing full tile pools, and what do you suggest? This would be something, if anything, where you'd be looking for apprenticeship.
3: Definitely. Well, the first thing I would say is think long and hard about that before you make a decision. It's it's not a glamorous or super fun <laughs> job by any means, um, especially when you're starting out, maybe 40, 50 years later, you can sit back and kind of, kind of enjoy it a little more. But um, yeah, first, that's the first thing I would say. And then secondly, exactly that, Uh, find somebody to mentor, somebody that you look up to that really knows what they're doing And that is open to having you there. There are a lot of people that are pretty good, but they're kind of assholes and don't want to teach anybody anything. There are many people that are like that. And in this industry I've seen, I don't understand why part of the industry, (laughs) I don't get it, but it's there. So you got to really find somebody that's open and willing to, um, to help you out and steer you in the right direction.
2: I don't really have that problem. Everybody likes to help me
0: because they're afraid of you.
2: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to lie.
0: You have the power,
3: that's why.
2: I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave that for so you. are very
0: well known for what you do. What is the furthest mm-hmm. from your home base that a tile job has ever taken you?
3: Uh, the further, oh, furthest away from yep. home? Okay, so we've worked from, um, we've done several projects um, in Hawaii. So that's pretty far west of us. And I would say that's probably the farthest because we've been, uh, into the south and the Midwest and towards the East coast, but I would say mile wise would probably, probably be Hawaii. Mm -hmm.
1: Can you talk about the goose story that
3: (laughs) the goose? Oh, the, uh, yeah, that was for Steve Edwards in Wichita. So I don't know exactly how far away Wichita, Kansas is from, from us, but maybe that's, uh, uh, maybe that's on par with uh, distance to but, um, yeah. that was a project we were supposed to start. And I think it was, was it a goose? I don't even remember. I, there was some, yeah, type of I thought bird. it was a goose. Yeah. I uh, thought it was that,
1: a, like a Canadian goose or it was some kind of protected. I think goose, so. I thought. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. a
3: protected bird and, uh, it had, it had nested on the project on the property. So it's like that whole side of the project just had to wait. Until until the, the day that that their season for that particular bird was over, you yeah. can't even
2: call animal that- control and move them, huh?
3: <laughs> oh, they you know? yeah. I think the the contractors did call animal control, and they were pretty adamant about. We know you don't touch that bird, and you stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, they knew all about that. Was it. a that was fun to to
1: watch and uh, to watch it unfold.
3: Yeah, oh, man. that was a really fun job too, and that was a pretty yeah. uh, interesting project. Um, being that, that it was. was the-
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say that was the, like the black and white tile that you had, right? It was, uh, there yes. was a lot of black in
3: it and there wasn't any white, but it, there were different gradient shades of gray and it went into That's some it lighter, was. lighter, uh, tra- even translucent material. Yeah. yeah. Which generally we try to stay away from, but, um, it was, uh, it was a good project. It was an interesting project in that there were three or four different formats of tile, for that project uh and with different colors and different gradients for the different areas of the project and um we were working there in the summer and so of course our our contractor uh, provided us with tenting and air conditioning and then uh before the pool was before the entire house and landscaping project was finished the it was into the the middle of winter so we have pictures of, of us in there with you know air conditioning and 110 degrees outside, and then also pictures of it with snow everywhere on the ground. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, it was to, pretty
1: cool.
2: To piggyback off of what Rudy said on that, there is classes. I had to look it up on my phone real quick because I'm actually signed up for it because um, it's coming to Dallas. I'm excited. I didn't want to fly. But there is a class that's called CTEF for Ceramic Tile Training and Certificate Events. Mm. So it is coming to Dallas, but they, they go all over and it's only like 600 bucks. And then you can become the CTI and they do hands-on where they teach you how to do actual hands-on tile installation, certified tile installer test, and they get you there. And I think it's just for a day, maybe two. I have to go back and look, but that is another application that they can use with how to learn to install sure. the proper, proper way. As oh, well. I think, I think get as much
3: experience at w- yeah. wherever and whenever you can. It's certainly not going to hurt you as long as you're open minded. You don't want to just take, um, you know, just learn one way to do one thing. Of course, especially these days, because there's so many different uh, types of applications and different uh, setting materials for specific applications and so forth. When I was started out, it was different.
2: Yeah. The manufacturers will also help you as well. Like the ocean sure. rep, um, he's been very helpful for me. Um, MPT has been great, but of course, you know, MPT is not really the manufacturer of it, but Latacrete's been great. Pool doctor has been great. So every, every one of those have been excellent resources and help whenever I need help on the job site with.
3: Pool doctor, I think is the company I was trying to think of. that provides me with that, uh, underwater, uh, installation material. Are you talking about tile doctor? Yes. Tile. So I, Kurt Rapp had tile the pool doctor.
2: i call him cool <laughs> <Yeah>. doctor. <laughs>
3: yeah. so yeah, a cool doctor. He so he's a wealth of information. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, my pool doctor. Yeah. He he's a good guy. And that's a, an it. excellent pro
0: if memory serves me correctly, and as Andrea's already pointed out, I'm old.
3: But I do <laughs> I,
0: I think I recall seeing instances where you have had Folks come in from different parts of the country.
3: Um, Well, I've had I've had plenty of visitors. (laughs) Um, Are you talking about specific uh, organized training sessions, or buddy Facebook and Instagram buddies that say they're coming to town and want to hang out for a couple days? Because I've had I was I was thinking more
0: of a a larger uh, organized training session.
3: Yeah, so we've done um, I've done some. Events with Ask the Masters, I've done some events uh, specifically for Laticrete, specifically for Tile Doctor, for Kurt, um, Kurt Rapid Tile Doctor, and, um, you know, for uh, other organizations too. Um, uh, So, yes, I I have been involved in training and and, uh, seminars in general, uh, generally participating in shows whenever possible love training (laughs) is it well
2: thanks (laughs) i love training i I go to a lot of training i I like doing it too and
3: the people i i love meeting people and uh it's just it's i always have a great time doing that and i'm always available i mean i i say and in my posts i try to say it and whenever i meet people I, i make sure i look at them in the eye and say if you have a question please call me and i mean it and people do and it's cool i answer the phone all the time for for guys i've never met before or heard of And um, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: They're
2: like,
1: wait, who's this? Uh, Okay, whatever. (laughs) No, it's nice to have somebody that you can ask questions and turn to and and joke with that they're old Mm -hmm. yeah
3: thank you are you joking with me now
1: (laughs) i was talking about no no i was talking about rudy i i I joke with him but i i literally text him stupid questions
3: about rudy does not look happy (laughs) you know
0: there's honestly there's not been a stupid question that you've ever sent me it's you're asking
1: because i asked it that's what makes it not stupid (laughs)
0: <laughs> Rather, somebody call and ask a question before they try winging it you know, in somebody's backyard.
2: Don't boost her ego, Rudy. Come on, now, damn it. <laughs> it's okay. See, it's okay I know, right? I- Yep, that's
1: perfect. I think it's
3: cool when when Aunt Andrea you ask questions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. Look,
1: well, he said I could. He said I could ask questions now. Yes. So prepare to get instant messages. <laughs> She's okay. going to show up at your door. Don't I do, don't do an instant message.
0: You need to change your number now.
3: I just, but I do. I, just, I like. <laughs> no, I won't. I like when people ask questions when they post uh, post things uh, in question, um, and but it also you have to kind of have the the um, confidence to do that because once you put a post out there, you're just opening yourself up to oh, trolls that are all over the place. Yeah, oh my God, it's nice. crazy.
0: Posts are scary.
3: Yeah. So I really enjoy people that are that are sincerely asking questions. And I, I look through them. I spend a lot of time looking at people's replies and I can kind of pick out who, who the dickheads are and who the sincere people that are, Answering and or qu- saying, oh yeah, I was thinking the same thing. How do you figure that out? You know, that's really what I like about that. But yeah, you you put yourself out there definitely mm-hmm. when you're uh, when you ask questions in public. It's a rooms. risk for yeah. sure. It is a risk, but it's kind of cool. I mean, not not every you know every Joe Blow is going to do that. Nope. I think it takes a level of confidence to be able to do that as well. So good job for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. Yes does anybody have any other questions for jimmy why we're here i know jimmy thank you so much for being yeah. here
0: if andrea does get out of hand it's just a restraining order away okay
3: <laughs> no I, know, I won't i know people i know people in the, in the agency just call me so i'm not too worried <laughs> we've got a guy i got a guy
2: i'll come wrangler i'll i'll <laughs> yes. ship her to texas she'll be far
1: away
0: Jimmy, thanks for joining us on the Talking Pools <laughs> podcast on Heather's on. show. We really
1: appreciate
0: you taking time from your schedule to be here with us.
1: Yeah, it's Always. been fun.
3: Hey, thank you guys for inviting me on and I'd love to do it again sometime.
2: Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. And everybody, go look at his awesome work. It's amazing. You have a lot to learn from him, and I hope that I can just become half of where he's at.
3: Well, thank and you. Watch Heather. out and, for me. And,
1: and, and. Watch out for me post uh, brushing. And yeah. and look definitely,
3: at all these wash your hands. Oh,
1: who's that? Yeah, <laughs> she'll
2: do yeah, a yoga pose in the in. middle of it too. <laughs> <There you go.
1: laughs>
3: I want to. I do want to say uh, one one last thing. Uh, thank you for asking people to look at my pages, and definitely do. But more importantly than just looking at the pictures, I'm 100 sincere in. If you have any questions that you think I may be able to help answer or guide you in the right direction, do not hesitate to reach out in whatever way you can. I'm not saying I got all the answers, but I'll help if I can.
2: Well, we appreciate that, Jimmy. Thank you. That's it. All right, you guys.
1: All right. Yeah, thanks for talking. Have a good night.
3: All right. You too.